Hello, everybody, and welcome to What the Health, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. I'm Lena Lahire, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, best-selling author, and psychology student at the University of Calgary. I'll be discussing topics that range from nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and everything in between so you can feel confident in how to move towards better health physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get into our topic for the day. There's no denying that when it comes to healthy eating, cooking for ourselves is one of our best strategies. Eating out or ordering in food is often accompanied by excess sugar, salt, and unhealthy fats. While we know cooking our own food is healthier, meal planning can be onerous and stressful for many people, especially those who don't enjoy cooking in the first place. Not only that, but meal planning takes away our need and desire for variety. So when we focus on meal planning, we can often feel stressed because we think we're gonna have to eat the same thing every single day over and over again. For example, when you go on social media and you see someone who has planned their meals for the entire week and they have hundreds of containers in their fridge, That can seem like a great idea, but when we actually get to eating those meals, maybe by the second, third, or fourth time we're eating that same meal, it can seem not so exciting. Today's topic is how to meal plan effectively without meal planning. And what I mean by that is, how do we create an atmosphere where cooking becomes an enjoyable experience We're not questioning what we should eat every single day, stressed out because we have no clue what we're doing, but we're creating an environment where we consistently have our favorite foods on hand. So depending on the day and what you feel like, you're always prepared. I know that not everyone likes cooking and I certainly don't take for granted the fact that I'm not one of those people. I personally love cooking. I love being a part of the eating experience and feeding people. I find great joy and peace and calmness in cooking. I know that this is not the case for everyone. So I have a really simple strategy to help those of you who feel overwhelmed or stressed when it comes to meal planning. And it's It's really simple when we break everything down because regardless of our desire for variety, most of us eat maybe a dozen different meals in any given week. And we probably have about 20 different ingredients, main ingredients that we use that's common throughout all of those meals. And I'm gonna give you an example and some steps that you can follow along to to help you create your own personalized meal plan, quote unquote meal plan, grocery list, and pantry and fridge staples so you never feel overwhelmed and strapped for time. Like you get home and there's nothing in the fridge and there's no other option but to order in food. I want you to get to a place where that's not happening. So here's some different things 
that you can put in place. First of all, you're going to start by making a list. And the first thing on your list is going to be the meals that you consume on a weekly basis, starting with breakfast, then lunch, then dinner. Now I've made my own list, so I'm gonna tell you my examples and what your list could look like in terms of what my list looks like. And it's going to be different for everyone. So for breakfast, I have the same breakfast every single morning. I love my breakfast, I look forward to it. I don't add a lot of variety in my breakfast, nor do I intend to. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't, or you might have two or three breakfasts that you circulate through, um, but mine is always the same. So I have oatmeal, chia, banana, and sunflower seed butter. I make a big old bowl of oatmeal, I put some soaked chia in it, slice up some banana and a tablespoon of sunflower seed butter. So that's what I have for breakfast. My lunch consists of salad with a protein and a grain or a starch. So that protein could be chicken, it could be salmon, it could be tuna, it could be eggs, it could be tempeh. And then the grain or starch could be potatoes, it could be a piece of sourdough bread, it could be rice, quinoa. So that's typically what I have for lunch. The dressing would just be olive oil, salt and pepper. That is what I have for lunch. For dinner, now here's where a lot of people have their variety when it comes to food because breakfast and lunch, we're generally on the go. There's not a ton of variety in those meals to begin with because we're either working or we're going here and there and everywhere. But you might have a sandwich one day for lunch and a salad another day and whatever, that's fine. But dinner is where the variety really comes in. Now I'm gonna give you a list and there is about um, there's a little bit more than five, but here's my top five to 10 dinners that I have. I'll either do a stir fry, fish and chips, roasted veg with salad and a protein, burger and fries, taco salad, curry, mac and cheese. I know that's over five. So those are the main dinners that we consume in our household in any given month. They're very simple, and as you'll see, a lot of the ingredients that go into these recipes are very similar. So even though there's stir fry and fish and chips and burger and fries and taco salad and curry, basically all the ingredients are the same, give or take a few, and maybe the protein or the green switches. So after you've determined what your favorite meals are, and they can be anything, what your typical weekly meal run up looks like, or even for the month, like what you would wanna eat, then you're gonna go through each of those meals and each of those items and determine what protein, what grain or starch, and what fruit or veg you're gonna need. So for example, for breakfast, my proteins, I'm gonna need to have chia and sunflower seed butter on hand. For my grains, I'm gonna to have to have oatmeal on hand. And for fruit and veg, I'm gonna to have to have the banana on hand. Those go into my grocery list. Oatmeal, chia, banana, sunflower seed butter. Non-negotiable, I'm gonna have that every single day. I know I'm gonna have that every day, so I might as well make sure they're in my fridge. For lunch, I always have a salad. 
I always have a big bowl of mixed greens, cucumbers, shredded carrots, cherry tomatoes, whatever else I feel like putting in there. I'm gonna need all of those vegetables. For the protein, I'm either gonna need tuna, chicken, salmon. So I'm gonna make sure that I always have tuna, chicken, salmon on hand for my lunch. For the grains, I either add some sourdough bread, I'll have a piece of sourdough bread with my salad, or I'll put quinoa, brown rice, brown rice pasta, sometimes some roasted potatoes. I'm gonna make sure that I have those grains on hand at any given time. Then, as I go through my dinner list, my stir fry will always consist of some form of mixed veg, whether it's kale or spinach, bok choy, water chestnuts, peppers, frozen vegetables, green onion, carrots. Again, carrots, tomatoes. Those are also in my salad for lunch. So that's already two different meals where I have three of those vegetables. Then the stir fry is either going to have rice, which I might have in my salad at lunch anyways, eggs, which I might have in my salad at lunch anyways, or chicken or tempeh or whatever else we decide to have, salmon. Do you see how there's a recurring theme that's going on? The variety isn't necessarily there, but the preparation is various. Then I go down the list, burger and fries. I'm either gonna make a lentil burger or I'm going to make a burger made out of bison or our new favorite red meat, which is yak, and it's amazing. So we're gonna do that. Fries are either gonna be yams or potatoes, which I already have on my list because I've already been eating them in other meals like the fish and chips or the roasted vegetables with salad. I love to roast vegetables, so I'll do a big salad with roast vegetables and those roast vegetables can either be zucchini, pepper, potato, squash, and I'll put that in a big salad, add a protein, add some more grains if I want, and whatever dressing I want. So a lot of the meals that I eat, although they're different, they contain the same basic ingredients. And if you really look at your typical meals in a week, they're probably going to be the same as well because we get used to eating certain ways and adding variety to every single meal all the time can be really stressful and time consuming. So we generally don't do that anyways, and we're using the same base ingredients. So after you create your protein list, grains and starch list, fruit and veg list from all of the meals that you typically have in a week, make sure you have everything on hand, then you go to your pantry and your fridge staples and you make sure that you have all of those things on hand because if you go into your pantry and you don't have any olive oil or tin tomatoes or tomato paste or grains or beans or various flours to bake with lemon juice and you have this recipe that you want to use but you don't have any of those other essentials then you're probably not going to end up cooking your own food it's going to be stressful and you'll end up just ordering in so for example for pantry slash fridge staples 
I have various types of oil. So I'll always have extra virgin olive oil, avocado oil, and coconut oil on hand. I will always, always, always have those oils. Then I'll make sure I have tins of chickpeas, tomatoes. I'll have dried lentils, tomato paste, nutritional yeast, all the greens that I mentioned above. So oats, quinoa, um, brown or wild rice, rice pasta, potatoes, all of those things. Potatoes goes in the fridge. And then I'll make sure that I have my baking needs, baking powder and soda, vanilla, herbs and spices, salt, all of these things. You got to make sure that you have. Then I'll go into more of my condiments and make sure I have mustards. I'm a huge fan of mustards, mustards of all sorts. So I always make sure I have mustard on hand because it, mustard is lovely in dressings. Mustards, mayo, lemon juice. Then I'll make sure I have tortilla chips and rice crackers. And I make sure that my pantry is always stacked full. That way I'm never looking and thinking, I have nothing to cook with or nothing to eat. I'm just going to go grab something else anyways. I do not plan my meals in advance. I wait to see what I feel like eating each and every day. And generally, like I said, I have those half a dozen recipes that I go through, I cycle through in a week because those are the recipes I love and those are the foods that I love, the foods that work for my body and they can change and they will change depending on the season. Like we're coming up to fall right now. So I'm going to start adding things for shepherd's pie, which will either be bison and potatoes or I'll make a, a plant-based shepherd's pie, which will be lentils and potatoes or yams. So very similar ingredients that I use in the fall to what I use in the winter so it's not stressful. If I go to the grocery store, I just make sure that I have all of these things on hand so I never feel stressed out about food. And I know for the people that don't like cooking, this part can be extremely stressful when you already don't like cooking, you have no idea what to cook, and you feel like you need to follow this strict plan to be efficient in time or for your health. And I'm telling you right now that when it comes to your health, we know that variety is really the spice of life. And it's not just variety with different foods, but it's in the way that we prepare them. So I don't want you to be afraid to kind of create your own meal plan without meal planning per se, if that makes sense. So here's some tips that I want to instill into you to encourage you to start taking control of the kitchen and learning how to love to cook again. Always have common foods on hand. And this is what I've been saying throughout this whole episode. Always have your common foods on hand. If you don't, then you're going to be very stressed out when you go to make a meal and you don't have the ingredients that you need. If you know that the six, six meals that you're going to be making require basically the same, you know, 20 ingredients, give or take a few, then you need to have them on hand. 
The second tip is try to go to the grocery store twice a week. Don't go once, go twice. That's what works for me anyways. Some people like to go once, but I find because I eat a lot of fresh produce, going once a week does not suffice. We go through vegetables like we're getting paid for it. And the freshness only lasts a few days when you're buying whole foods. So we, I try and go to the grocery store two times a week, maybe three just to get a few bits here and there. But if you plan and you're strategic about it, then you'll have to go less often. If you feel like you're going to the grocery store every day or you are going to the grocery store every day because you're constantly missing something, then make yourself one of these really comprehensive lists that are going to work for you so you always have these foods on hand. Also, that will help you save money because we all know that when we're going to the grocery store for one or two things, we never leave with one or two things, do we? No, we do not. How many times have you gone to the grocery store to pick up bananas and $100 later, you're finally leaving? I can raise my hand in a testament to that. Prepare different grains ahead of time. This is huge. Because I use various grains in so many of the dishes I make, whether it's adding them to salads, stir fries, taco salad. Um, Sometimes I make the taco salad out of lentils or quinoa. There's a fabulous recipe for quinoa taco salad. Um, I make sure that I have these these grains prepared beforehand. We always make two cups of either rice or quinoa at the beginning of the week and we'll probably do that again in the in the middle of the week because we've used everything that were that we've cooked. This saves a ton of time. Rice and quinoa, uh, lentils if you're not using canned. These take time to make and when you get home from work or you're in a pinch you're gonna have to wait at least a good half hour, 45 minutes if you're cooking like a wild rice. You're gonna have to wait if you don't have these prepared. But if you prepare them beforehand, then you just need to heat them up. This can save a ton of time and energy when you're in a pinch. The next thing is make sure that you have some protein sources prepared for your lunches. Now lunches is one of those things where they it usually ends up being the same kind of meal all the time, give or take your protein or your grain. So if you have baked chicken on hand, hard boiled eggs, um, if you add some kind of salmon to your salad and you have a few fillets pre-cooked, it's a good idea to have your protein sources also pre-made for your lunches specifically. Maybe not so much for dinner, um, but if you wanna have them pre-made for dinner as well, if you know you're gonna have a busy week, that's different than situating your whole meal together, putting it in a container, and that's what you're eating for that meal. It's much different to have a baked chicken breast that you add to some freshly sauteed vegetables or your salad for lunch. It's much, much different. That will save you a ton of time and effort throughout the week. 
The next point is make your meals simple. Don't overthink them. None of my meals take more than half an hour to make. A, because I have food prepped beforehand, like grains or protein, which makes a massive difference. Or because our dinners sometimes largely can be plant-based. They're either tempeh or some kind of lentil or chickpea. Um, Those are very easy to prepare in very little time. Or scrambled eggs, very easy, very quick. But your meals don't have to be these grand things that you do every single day. Sometimes less is more with food, with ingredients. You just need to get creative in how to prepare them. So how do we get creative? How do we get excited about cooking and the cooking process when we don't like it? First of all, and I'm going to come back to what I talked about in our first episode is mindset. You have to change the mindset that you have towards the cooking and feeding and eating process. If you're not actively participating in that process and engaged in it, then you're not going to enjoy it. And if you're not going to be engaged in it, you have to ask yourself why. Is it because you're tired? Is it because you feel like you don't know how to cook or make things taste good? There's always ways to solve that. There's always simple recipes that you can follow. And this this part takes a little bit more time if cooking doesn't come naturally to you. Find your favorite meals that you have, and they could be meals that you had growing up. They could be your favorite meals that you have when you go out to certain restaurants and try to recreate those meals for yourself. Find healthy ways and healthy alternatives to recreate those meals so you're actually excited about cooking. It's a lot easier to get excited and enjoy cooking when you're cooking foods that you actually like. I know, that's a shocking statement. But many of many people don't think like that. They think they have to eat a certain type of meal so many times a week, especially in this culture of diet where we're so preoccupied with eating the quote-unquote right foods that we forget to add the most important ingredient of all into our meals, which is pleasure. It is so important that you enjoy the food that you eat. If you don't, cooking for yourself is not going to be long-lasting. Eating healthy is not going to be long-lasting. If you have the belief that healthy food won't taste good or shouldn't taste good and the foods that do taste good are probably not healthy for you, then that's a belief and a mindset that you need to change because food is there to help nourish us, to keep us alive, to keep us progressing in life, to give us energy. Food is so important. We need to be actively engaged with it if we want to develop a healthy relationship with food. And that healthy relationship with food also entails being able to feed ourselves properly. If you're not cooking for yourself and you have this mindset that you hate cooking, that's one of the first things that needs to change because cooking can be fun. It is fun when you're actively involved with it and when you're eating foods that you genuinely enjoy and genuinely want to eat. 
It's also important to be mindful. And when we talk about mindful eating, what we're really saying is paying attention, paying attention to your body, to your hunger cues, to what's going on, noticing what you're eating, feeling what you're eating, tasting what you're eating. So many people eat so fast, they're wolfing down what they're eating. And by the time they're done, you haven't really tasted your food and you probably have a bit of a bellyache because you've eaten too fast. So mindful practices with eating are very helpful. They also help us determine what foods we actually want and what we don't want, what foods we like and what we don't like. For example, you might be eating something and you might eat it every single day because that's just what you've been eating every single day, but you might not actually really enjoy it. Or maybe you did enjoy it at one point, but you don't enjoy it anymore and you don't have that excitement for food. It's time to change. It's time to switch things up and give your body what it's asking for. And if you don't know what it's asking for, it's probably because you're not paying attention or you're superimposing your own ideas of what you think you should be wanting to eat in that particular moment. Remove yourself. Try to remove yourself from diet culture and ask yourself what you really want to eat. If you want to eat pasta, then make yourself pasta, but make it healthy. Include lots of vegetables and a healthy protein source and a higher quality pasta. Make it healthy. You can make any food that you want, any meal that you want, healthier by choosing higher quality ingredients and different ways of preparing things. So if you've been used to deep frying something, maybe bake it. If you've been used to stir frying something, maybe steam it. You can always make things healthier. I know that this can be stressful. I am not expecting you to wake up tomorrow and fall in love with cooking, but the more engaged you are in the process of cooking and feeding yourself, the more you're going to enjoy it. You just need to have some simple strategies put in place to help make your journey with cooking easier on you. And I really feel that making this list, going through the meals that you want to eat and that you enjoy and not following some kind of diet plan and making sure you have those base ingredients on hand all the time, I really believe is one of the most successful ways to eat on a long-term basis when it comes to quote-unquote meal planning. You're not pre-making meals and putting them in, like I said, into hundreds of containers in your fridge and you're going to eat this every single day for lunch, this every single day for dinner, or you have to stay on a schedule like Monday is lasagna, Tuesday is pizza, Wednesday is whatever. It's waking up each and every day and asking yourself, what do I feel like eating today? What is my body telling me that I need? What am I craving? How can I make it the healthiest that I can, the highest quality that I can, and going from there? That is the basis to healthy eating that will last a lifetime that's not stressful, that continues to add your own preferences and variety and changes in the season. And most importantly, we take control over our health 
by cooking our own food, we save money by not going out to eat so much, and we are in control of the ingredients that go into each and every single meal. If you're a person that hates cooking, first you need to change your mindset. Get involved in the eating experience because you're a human being that needs to eat to live. Make one of these lists. Do it now. Don't wait until next week. Do it now. Go and get those groceries. Make that list and figure out what foods you really want to feed yourself. If you do like cooking, but you feel like you're stuck in a bit of a rut, go and find some new recipes. Get a little bit of motivation. You don't have to find a new recipe for every week. Maybe it's one recipe a month that you add into your repertoire, into your toolbox of recipes that you're already using. You don't have to stay stuck with food. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel on iTunes and please leave me a review so we can get this message of better health out there. Have a great day and remember, you are powerful over your health.